LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for his glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of EST, the podcast for established church leaders by established church leaders. My good friend Micah and I are on the show today. Micah, how's your day going? It's gloriously good, Josh. It's been a good yeah. day, man. Yeah. yeah, it's been a good week. We're uh, yeah, it's in the summer, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit slow for us in terms of programs at the church. But it's right. a it's when I also then tend to schedule like uh, some mission travel and speaking yeah. engagements and that sort of thing because it's slow here. And so yeah, it's busy, and I'm. Also, you know, right in the middle of PhD stuff, so right. I'm buried with that. and mm. So it's been busy, but around the church, it's kind of slow. Right. Well, let's talk about that summer program, the summer program that probably dominates a good amount of churches out there. And, of course, I'm talking about Vacation Bible School. You yeah, guys do man. that? We do Vacation Bible School. Here's an interesting little caveat. Okay. Uh, I have been at Brainerd, actually, as of when we recorded this um, – episode. Uh, I was voted in as pastor at Brainerd and I preached my very first sermon three years ago yesterday. So I'm celebrating three years now at Brainerd. Congratulations. Thank you. And I have never been to VBS at Brainerd uh, as their (laughs) pastor. I mean, I did. So when the week we were here to be voted in, I, I visited one night of VBS that week and then since then, I've never been at VBS because it's always held the same week as my PhD seminars at Southeastern. Uh, and so yeah. I just did I just did my last one two weeks ago. So I am going to be free to be at VBS starting next year. <laughs> All right. Concrete and cranes. I think that's the theme. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Something like cool. that. I like it. It's kind of an urban sprawl theme. Uh, uh, that's if you do the VBS from Lifeway. If you do. Yeah. If you do. Right. If you do the best one. Uh, we, are, we are in Vacation Bible School right now. So – we yeah, you guys are not just in Vacation Bible School, Josh. You had a camel and a kangaroo today. We did, and it was glorious. Tell me about that. It was glorious. So the theme is in the wild, so it's all sorts of like uh, safari, sort of, you know, wild animals, that sort of stuff. And every day there has been different animals. So um, there was – we've got these two guys that are on the station. They're doing these dramas, and they're all ad-lib, but they're hilarious. They're kind of like the – if you've got young kids, you know what the Wild Crap Brothers are. These guys are that way, but they have Australian accents. Anyways, they had a lion up there, which was just a very large yellow lab with a lion uh, <laughs> kind of mane on, which That's was adorable awesome. and everybody loved it. And then, uh, I don't know, one day it was a bunch of snakes. Well, today um, they walked a camel through the – now it was a baby camel, so she was real small. Um, but and, and she didn't fall over on anybody on the She pews. did not fall over, which I, so, I, that's all that was going through my head when I saw this. And those who are listening who don't know the story need to go listen to Jimmy Scroggins at Family Church, listen to his podcast on occasion. Yes. He tells the story of a camel, a full-size adult camel falling over right. into the crowd. And that was the last year they ever did a Christmas musical <laughs> Christmas at <laughs> Family Church. <laughs> You know, it, it is a uh, great story. It's so funny. And um, as the pastor, though, 
I found out a camel was going to be walked through the middle of what turns out to be 480 kids when the camel starts walking into the back of the sanctuary. Like, you didn't that's know the, it before? I that? had no idea. Oh, my I word. No I don't know what's going to happen. So that was so cool. And I was fixated on the fact that there was a kangaroo on the stage. So I'm just in love with this kangaroo and, and this camel walks through. But man, the kids, as you can imagine, loved it. I mean, they freaked out over this camel and the kangaroo and... So, yeah, so just wild animals. And so tonight we are doing what we call the family night. I'm sure a lot of people do that. And um, everybody's invited back, a bunch of bounce houses, food, games, all that sort of stuff. And then our city throws a party um, anytime a new bridge is opened. Uh, we call it Bridge Bash. And there's a new pedestrian bridge opening tonight right after our family night. We're the closest. So all the parking for the city is going to be here. So we just kind of merged our family night into Bridge Bash. So and, uh, wait a minute. So your city does a party whenever there's a new bridge open. Does this happen a lot in your city? Um, not terribly a lot, but like uh, kind of – it's a growing city. So um, new roads are being built. New bridges are going over things. And they kind of close off the bridge, put live music and fireworks on it and food and food trucks. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when, have they rebuilt that bridge that fell? Not too far from you, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it was just a piece of it that did, mm. and so they, they, yeah, it's fixed, and they are so actually a bash. well. They're what they're doing is um, they are redoing that entire interchange. It's actually rated as uh, the the most dangerous interchange in the state of Tennessee, and wow. so they're redoing that entire interchange, and that's probably going to be three or four or five year process. So yes, traffic right outside of our church is going to be a zoo for the next three to five years. So one of the things I was most encouraged about was just finding this opportunity to take something we're doing anyways and just mesh it into something that the city's doing, um, or in this case, the chamber. And so meshing those, just kind of building together. And so we've been promoting Bridge Bash. They haven't necessarily promoted VBS because, you know, they can't, but they've been saying park at the Second Baptist Church and they're doing their VBS family night and you're welcome to do the bounce houses, eat the free food. So they're kind of promoting our family night freebie stuff, but not necessarily our VBS. And so oh, that's awesome. It's kind of a cross kind of promotional situation there. Of course, the chamber in no way endorses the Vacation Bible School, but, um, you know, helping out with it. So I'm that's a big awesome. fan of a VBS here. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I don't think it's a great fit for everybody. And sometimes it's not. But uh, the way we do it's great. Kids are hearing about the gospel and Jesus. So. That's very that's that's encouraging. So let's let's talk about VBS a little bit because I think uh, VBS is probably the biggest kids event in America when it comes to churches. I mean, it's probably mm -hmm. the the thing that's done more often by more churches than any other thing mm -hmm. <laughs> in the country. And yet, there's some churches that choose not to do it or they do something different. And then, of course, VBS gets hammered a lot. I know this because when I was at Lifeway, we would hear about it for making the gospel sort of too easy, the ABCs of mm. trusting Christ and that sort of thing. Um, are you a fan of VBS? It sounds like you are. You know, I am. If you do, if you do it well, I think that there are a couple of things to think through. Um, so there is a culture, I do believe, that you know sometimes you're just recreating the wheel. Um, everybody's doing it. Everybody's you know. There's almost this expectation that we have to do VBS. And to be honest with you, in certain settings, if you have a number of large churches around you and they're just killing it and they're just got these huge VBSs and um, maybe my, what my strategy or what my thought is, is 
What if everybody didn't just do the same thing just because you're supposed to? Maybe there's <laughs> I've seen different churches. For instance, the First Baptist Church here in our town doesn't, um, to my knowledge, do a vacation Bible school. But I know that they do a very big uh, sports camp, which sure, we don't do. Sure, right, which so is great. I, that's a great alternative um, to it. I've seen different people do different little things. And I said, so that's kind of, you know, it pushes back on that idea. The Babylon Bee just had an article I think yesterday drop, which we've all joked about before, about a young mom successfully pawned her kids off to churches all summer long. Like she dropped them up, this VBS, that VBS, that VBS. Um, so pushing back on some of that, at least making it different. You know, we've all done VBS before and this kid walks in and, and they know all of the hand motions. They know all the songs because this is like their fourth time to do yeah, yeah. LifeWay's curriculum. Especially you know? so, if, if your both mom and dad work and, you know, moms sure. and dads need somewhere for their kids to go during the summer. I mean, it's... I, I'm not. I don't really have a huge objection to that either. No. <laughs> um, I, I also, and I get the critique. Hey, we need to do a better job of being clear about what the gospel is and what it's not. I get all of that. I'm not opposed to that. But I'm also, I love D.L. Moody's old quote. You know, I like the way I uh, do evangelism better than the way you don't do evangelism. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and so I mean, yeah, I think. There, there's definitely better ways we could do it from time to time. Mm -hmm. Though I think like, for instance, Lifeway has done a really good job of making the gospel clear and understandable mm -hmm. in their curriculum. Uh, but I, I prefer any version pretty much to not doing anything at all. Uh, well, you know, kids and introduce the gospel to them. What I would say is just sometimes people look at it like it's in a vacuum and, right. oh, this is so big. It's over the top. You know, you got a camel out there. That's just cheapening the gospel or making church just about fun. Well, A, I don't really have a problem with making church fun. I like that. But B, you know, every single week for multiple different avenues, we do what would be considered a more serious Bible study with children of all ages. We do that. We do that in a bunch of different ways and different methods. And so this isn't just a vacuum. VBS is not the only children's ministry thing we do. So Whenever people kind of like you're cheapening, you're just making church just fun. Well, we're not. And so if you just focus on that, um, then I kind of think you're you're pulling it out of what we do. A good, uh, you know, a friend of ours, Dean, um, often says that VBS is, you know, a local mission trip. Yeah, it that's is. right. Yeah, and I, I, think, I agree with him. I think he's exactly right on that. And mm -hmm. there's a number of ways that that can be. You are reaching into communities, into homes. Otherwise, you just don't. So – yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. And and there's there's two things that are very much true about Vacation Bible School that we need to be aware of and not try and diminish or downplay. Mm -hmm. And the first is that there are a lot of churches and environments where we push kids to make decisions, often in Vacation Bible School, before they're ready to, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it is true that the gospel is simple. I think sometimes we, we confuse simple and easy. It's true that the gospel is simple. Believing the gospel is simple, but it's not true that believing the gospel is easy. Mm. Sometimes in vacation Bible schools, if we're, if we're not careful, we try to make the gospel both simple and easy. Mm. And that's dangerous, right? So it, it creates situations where you have a lot of kids who later on in life come to faith, even though they made a profession of faith in vacation Bible school. So that's a reality. It exists. We would be bad to diminish that or say it doesn't exist. On the other hand, we would also be wrong to not acknowledge that a ton of fo Jesus followers in the world today came to Christ, legitimately came to Christ in vacation Bible school. Exactly. And, we, you know, why in the world? We, we, we need to champion that. We need to be thankful for that. We need to be grateful for what God has done in that. 
Right. Don't throw the whole thing out just because yeah, some that's exactly things are right. not fixed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We just need to think maybe more intentionally and make sure that we're careful that we're not trying to just push people to make decisions in those vacation Bible school, you know, environments and that sort of thing. You know, and looking at it holistically, so there are a number of opportunities through activities, whether it's VBS or any other sort of activity in which you can lead and train your church in a couple of different things. Um, let's say inviting your neighbors, making relationships with your neighbors, teaching children in a very simple – I mean, we're talking about first graders here, kindergarten kids, right? Um, maybe you're not probably going to send them out door knocking and evangelism by themselves, but training them and teaching them that it is okay, it's acceptable, it's fun to invite your friends to the church, to Jesus stuff. I think all of that's a benefit. I also see huge benefits in just, we had 136 um, volunteers on our campus. Um, some of those were students. A good number of those were teenage students. I love seeing that. They're working together. There's a camaraderie that's built within the youth group that way. We're also seeing people take their vacations um, from their work to volunteer here on the the ministry here and to work with children and to help and to make snacks and to, you know, wrangle camels or whatever, you know, all <laughs> of that is that service. We're teaching service. We're celebrating service. We're, you know, there's a big, huge lab of what we're teaching them anyways to do. So I like just the whole practical aspect of what all of that is encompassed in that. But then also one of the big things where I feel like a lot of vacation Bible schools fail is the follow-up process. And what are you actually doing? You say, well, all oh, that's just attractive. They're just, you're just making a big show for them to come see. I think that would be true if we weren't following up, if we weren't trying to reach out to them and plug them into the church, plug them into small groups, let them hear the gospel and see the gospel lived out. So those are all positive aspects that I wouldn't throw out just because sometimes uh, the gospel message is delivered in an inappropriate way. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm no, listen, I'm completely with you. And so as is true with, with many things in the church, mm -hmm. we see errors in it and we have a tendency to sort of swing the pendulum far the other direction and say, all right, well, it's no good when the truth of the matter is it's incredibly redemptive and just needs good leadership mm -hmm. to step in and lead it in a way. And so Vacation Bible School is one in a long line of just different practices and experiences in the church that can be incredibly beneficial so redemptive, but requires good leadership to step in and redeem the parts of it that are good and healthy and uh, and at the same time, you know, uh, pro provide a door out the <laughs> off to the side for those parts that are not healthy. No. But hey, before we go on, let me mention um, becoming a church that cares well for the abused is a curriculum designed to equip the church on how to respond well to initial reports of abuse. It's a curriculum that brings together top experts from various fields to help leaders understand and implement best practices for handling a variety of abuse scenarios at church, school, or ministry. If you're in the U.S., you can learn more and you can get this curriculum for free by texting Church Cares to 888-111. If you're outside of the U.S., just go to churchcares.com to get a copy of the curriculum for you and your church. I'd highly recommend that churches go through it. We've been going through, uh, even before this came out, we started going through similar curriculum with uh, that I went through and the rest of our staff right. went through. This is an incredibly mm -hmm. beneficial tool. I love it. And so helpful in the conversation when you're inviting children onto the campus. You need yeah. to be very proactive yeah, and not just right. wait for something to happen. We need to be ready um, and hope 
and pray that something does not happen. Mike, yeah, um, and, and I would say to to this, I mean, I'm not that old. I'm 40 years old. You're a little younger than me, mm-hmm. um, Josh. I mean, there was never any training in any of this sort of None. stuff for me growing up in school or anywhere. And and uh, there are multiple instances where I, I, I wish I would have just had a more sympathetic ear or I would have you know, I, I would have just known how to respond more quickly. And, and thankfully, I think the churches where I've led in particular, we've, we've done well in this, but there's, I just wish right. that I'd have done, sometimes responded more compassionately or quickly at times. And this has yeah. been helpful to train me and to train others to do the same. Yeah, definitely. Again, if you're in the U.S., you can text uh, church cares, that's one word, to 888-111. Micah, uh, I was asking a couple friends of mine, and this is kind of a funny topic. It turns out to be funny, and I'd encourage you to ask, you know, the other staff at Brainerd, what is your first or most dominant vacation Bible school memory? My first vacation Bible school. So it would have been at Deer Park Baptist Church in Newport News, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's where I came to Christ. Actually, was at that church, though it wasn't in VBS. Um, but I was, you know, I was probably nine years old or so. Maybe that's about the first time I really remember VBS in my, uh, and it was, I, there's nothing in particular, one thing that stands out. It was just going to, going to different classes at VBS hmm. that, that I remember. Mine comes to mind in Temple Baptist Church in Gulfport, Mississippi, a little white church there. And I can even remember where I was sitting. I, uh, I remember taking so much arrogant pride in owning all of those other kids in scripture memory. Just, I just dominated the scripture memory section and feeling this inordinate amount of sinful pride in that. So my first vacation Bible school memory is sinful, but in, and it's scripture memory. So yeah. it just kind of cracks me up. And hearing the other, some of our other staff people, they, they remember the pledges back in the day, you know, you walk them in and say the American flag and the Christian flag and those sort of pledges. It's just fascinating for me to find all the different memories people have about VBS. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, VBS is so significant in so many people's lives. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity to sort of encourage it, but also help people to think intentionally through it. Now, you guys do a daytime VBS, Josh, right? We do, which do is a, a little bit different. Yeah, and we yeah. do an evening VBS. What's the pluses? So our listeners, I'm sure that's a topic of discussion. Pluses yeah, and minuses. And so our church is a larger church, but I think for a lot of churches, the biggest plus is uh, availability of volunteers in the right. evenings. And so I think smaller churches in particular think we're not going to be able to have enough volunteers if we don't do it in the evenings. Now, I mean, we're a larger church, but still we have the same issue. I mean, a lot of our um, you know, men and women both work during the day. And so it makes yeah. it harder for volunteers. So how do you guys get enough volunteers by doing it during the day, Josh? You know, I don't know. Um, this is my first time to go through this and, um, I'm nine or 10 months in at this church. And so, like I said, 130, 135, uh, adult volunteers were on campus. A lot of them take off. It's a cultural thing at this church. It has been instilled. A lot of them literally take their vacation to work the wow, vacation Bible school. That's really cool. So that's a thing. I did talk to a number of um, workers and even my wife who she doesn't work, but um, she really does prefer it being during the day um, because she still has her evenings. So I think that that's something where there is a number of people that want to have, you know, do something with the kids. There's stay at home parents, male and female, they have something to do with the kids during the day and then they can come home, rest, nap or whatever. And then you still have your evenings once the other spouse comes home from work. So I think that's maybe one of the draws and just a culture that's built into how we recruit all those leaders. But I have heard that the evening time would be easier. Yeah, I I think, I mean, I think it, 
Yeah, I, I, I just think it's easier in terms of being able to acquire volunteers. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious whether or not evening or daytime is better for getting kids there, right? You know, whether right. it's, it's going to – because you have – you guys have a bigger VBS than we do. You're, you're not quite half the size of our church. You're a little bigger than that, but you mm-hmm. guys have – uh, more than twice as many kids as we do by doing mm-hmm. it during the day. And so I don't know if that's a daytime, nighttime thing. You or know, if I bet it is. You know, I bet I it's easier to get them during the day. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine so. Anyway, so. Let yeah, me ask so, you this. Yeah. What about, what are some, I'm big on follow-up. You can yeah. ask my staff everything. I don't really care what you do. Do good follow-up. That's the point of what we're doing here. So um, have you, I, I want to share what we did with follow-up because I've never been in a church that does that before. But have you ever seen effective follow-up from VBS and how that runs? So this is going to sound horrible, Josh, but I don't do almost anything with our VBS, partly because I've had to be out of town when right. VBS happened the past few years. Our kids' ministry does that, and I'm not sure how they handle follow-up. All right. Well, one of the things that I thought was really cool about here is – um, all of the leaders, so all the while they're kind of walking the children around, they'll go to crafts time or whatever. They were all given pre-addressed um, postcards, and they wrote a little quick note to every one of their quote-unquote kids, inviting them back to church, telling them, you know, loved that you were here. The front was pre-made with our logo on it and when services are, that sort of stuff. And then... So that's for every single kid. So if you were the first grade boys leader, Micah, during the day, you would jot these little notes down, hand them back into the office, and we shoot those out because kids love getting mail. Awesome. So yeah, that's I think that's cool. Then all of us pastors, there's three of us here, the pastors wrote um, handwritten cards to the parents of families whom uh, – signified that they do not attend a church anywhere. Right. So, you know, that first day, I think we had like 75 or something. So we sat down, divided that list out, wrote these handwritten cards to them, inviting them to service this Sunday. So I thought that was some pretty decent, easy um, sort of follow. I don't know if it's effective yet, of course, but um, I just kind of found that to be a good little easy way to do some follow-up. Yeah, that's a fantastic opportunity. Do you guys do a family night of any sort? We do. We're doing that tonight. Yeah. So yeah. do you like uh, games and sort of things like that? for? Everybody? Yeah. A lot of it's going to be the highlight reel. You know, kids kids love and parents love seeing the pictures of what they did all week, especially, you know, these parents are just now hearing there was a camel in the church today. So mm-hmm. um, they're here and there. They're going to see that tonight. There's Lifeway does sort of like a drama, a video drama that goes through. They're going to see the, the conclusion of that tonight. Then... Um, the boys and girls did little offerings, and we're going to have a pie in the face. Um, so I'm getting the pie in the face uh, tonight. Um, so we've got that all kind of staged up. And then invite them to church, that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about what makes Second Baptist unique, talking about a church for the whole family. Also, one of the things I really like to highlight, and churches are different, and neither one is good nor bad, but because we still do our on-campus small groups at the same times, Um, So one of the things I like to highlight is just, look, if you're a parent of a child, your children will be in a Bible study the same time you're in a Bible study. So that that's kind of a a strength of our church. And I like to highlight that because a lot of people don't realize that not all churches do that. So that's right. No, that's fantastic. So I'm going to do that tonight and kind of invite them all back. Yeah. Would you say that VBS is your biggest children's ministry event each year? It looks like it so far um, for sure. Now, well... We had, um, sheesh, 
couple thousand at the Easter egg drop, but that counted parents and children. So I'm not totally sure, um, you know, when we flew the helicopter thing in and dropped that and, you know, um, dropped the, so there was, there was a couple thousand at that. Um, that was primarily kids, but I'm not sure what that breakdown would have been. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, that's so, awesome. That's encouraging, man. Yeah, so definitely. what we're saying to those who are listening is not that VBS has to be mandated at their churches by any stretch of the imagination, but that recognize that VBS is a phenomenal opportunity, a great opportunity for you to be involved. And I'll be honest with you, I love VBS week. At every other church I've served, VBS week has been one of my favorite weeks of the year. It just so happens that my PhD seminars, which I can't schedule and have right. no oversight over the schedule have been the same week as VBS. The first you know few years I've been here at Brainerd, but I'm looking forward to next year when I can be a part of it. I love VBS. Not only that, I love kids camp too, though, but I just like kids ministry in general. <laughs> I do. I and, do. It's, uh, you know, doing what we're supposed to do. And I think I, my final point would just be for a lot of leaders in churches, Vacation Bible School is something you're doing. Great. You've got sort of a week of focusing on children. I would just encourage you to to rethink it and to redeem it. So you don't necessarily have to go down and buy a curriculum and do the little craft time and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it might be sports next year. It might be a different niche that you can fill and then redeem it, meaning don't just do the entertainment thing. Also, like follow up with the families, encourage them, have a family night, those sort of things that really make it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, something that you yeah. can see, you know, we've got 30... In their sixth graders, they just graduated sixth grade. They're going into seventh grade. Thirty of them are a part of our quote unquote vacation Bible school. They're in a different little division, um, but there's thirty of them. That, that's straight. That's something that the youth ministry can just pour right into and and begin to include them into the ministry. So there's a very holistic approach to what the whole church is doing. So yeah, that's awesome. That's rethink and redeem it. So, yeah, exactly. So rethink, redeem, be committed to it. Don't feel like it's a liability. Feel like it's an incredible opportunity and enjoy it. Have fun with it. Absolutely. I think that's good. I just want to uh, remind all of our listeners uh, before we let them go uh, about Group Answers podcast with Chris Surratt and Brian Daniel. As part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network family, they've recently covered topics like building a growth track, building a spiritual pathway, and how to write sermon-based studies. Just look up Group Answers on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe to it today. Make sure that you are subscribing to EST as you are listening now. And uh, hey, just we don't regularly ask people to do this, but I do want to encourage you to, if this if this episode or another one kind of like is something that you thought was helpful, reshare it out on Twitter. We get a lot of feedback from that. And uh, I, I want to thank those of you who do. So thanks so much for listening, Micah. Talk to you later, bro. Yeah, man. Talk to you later. Peace. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening. EST is proud to be a part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network.